You want to change the world, son. So do I. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Curious Christians Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Chavera, here with our 30-year pastor, Roger Kranz. Uh, hey everybody. I'd like to start off this uh, podcast by apologizing to you guys if I sound a little hoarse. I, I have a cold or something, so be praying for me about that. I'm not really sure what's going on. But we are super excited to have you here. We're super excited about where our podcast has um, gotten us to so far. Our website is uh, getting interactions. We're finally starting to hear from you guys and uh, starting a community of curious Christians. And we're excited that on the on the um, on the website you can go there now and actually find the podcast on there. That that was a hurdle we had to overcome, but they're there now. Um, if you, you go to uh, thecuriouschristians.com, and in the upper left hand corner, you just uh, click up there, and you'll see the podcast drop down. You can pick which one you want to listen to. And we suggest you listen to all of them. And thank you to Roger for that, because I definitely had no help in that at all. He asked me, and I had no idea how to put them on there, so I'm glad that he was able to figure that out. So uh, also be looking for T-shirts and all that coming soon. Uh, They should be coming in hopefully any day now, and we'll start getting them out to people and uh, really start pushing stuff like that. That way everyone can kind of you know see that you are a curious Christian and that we all support this uh, community here. So with that being said, guys, I want to introduce our topic today. This is a topic that uh, I think is interesting because it it goes to um, not just the Christian community, but to everyone. And I think it encompasses uh, a lot. And I can uh, I can kind of predict the future here because I can tell you in about uh, a minute, Roger's going to say it. Uh, this could be a whole podcast on topics <laughs> about five of them that I'm going to ask. That's right. So uh, just just bear with us here because I know that I'm going to ask a question it's gonna be a lot but we'll do the best that we can to answer this so um, i'd like to kind of get past a first topic as we lead into this next one so i i think from a non-believer standpoint or someone who is first looking into christianity a very hard uh a very hard question for them is going to be there's so many religions uh calling out saying that we're the savior blah blah, blah all this and that and they find it hard to be drawn to a specific religion. Now, I believe that uh, Christianity and the path that I've taken, that it calls out to you, that you are naturally drawn to know our truth because it's the truth. And I believe that's how you wind up uh, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior over uh, going to some other religion who says that this is right and this is right. It's I believe our religion calls out to you. And that, that's my simple way of answering that one. And I'm sure that we could do 10 more topics about that specifically. But uh, we have to keep this within our 30-minute boundary. So I'm going to skip that one. That's how I believe that we fall at Christianity. But this one was where once you enter Christianity and you believe that uh, the Lord is our Lord and that he died for us and saved us, and this falls into uh, another category, denominations. So uh, we ourselves are classified in denominations. And I'm curious as to why that is. If we are all Christians, and I'm assuming most most Christians believe that Lord Jesus is our Lord and Savior and he died for us. Um, and I'm sure that there's also different ways of interpreting things, but why do we classify ourselves in different denominations? And what exactly does that mean? Wow, that is a great question. Um, 
you know, I, while you were kind of leading into that, I was reminded of, um, I was going through a, um, a journal that I get in the mail and I was reading it not too long ago and I can't remember the exact number, but it said something about there being like close to 40,000 denominations in the world. Of just Christianity? Uh, well, de- de- denominations, period. Oh, so of, of, of everything. Right, right. So, so. I mean, like you said, we, we'd be here forever talking about 40,000 denominations. So let's just let's just um, talk about the, the Christian denominations for just for um, our podcast today. Um, there are so many. I mean, there's there's 40,000 denominations. Then, I mean, there's got to be 20,000 Christian denominations. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I've, I've heard this question asked before and people that have, um, stood up and valored the, the, the question and they, they tried to answer it. They all went back to, um, they all went back to history, you know, with, with evangelicals and Protestant and the turn of the century and the 13th, 14th, 15th century, those type of things, the, the inquisition, all those things. We're not going to go that route. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna stick with our feet to the ground uh, today on this podcast, and we're gonna talk about today's denominations, and and this is gonna sound tough, but you know when you're following God, um, sometimes He has you say tough things, and um, and so we're gonna we're gonna share with you on this podcast that there really are only two beliefs in this world, and I know we're gonna stick with Christian denominations but there's 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 really just two beliefs in this world one belief is that jesus christ is the savior of the world that uh he is the son of god and that um he is the only means of salvation the other belief is that he's not and and those are really the two beliefs now you take that and you you have to kind of put it in the bowl and mix it up because the next thing you have to understand is that there's only one church. You know, we can say there's 20,000 denominations, but there's really only one church. And if you reference God's word, if you go through the Bible and you, you, you go through the gospels, go through, you know, uh, the book of Acts, Corinthians, all, all the books that speak about this, they're gonna say, they're gonna use the word church um, and they're gonna, and, and it's it's not a plural thing. It's it's a singular thing because there is only one church, and and so and that's the way God developed it, and that's the way uh, it's been from the beginning. There's only been one church. If you if you did go back to history and you talk to um, uh, you talk to Adam and you talk to his sons and you talk to uh, the rest of the the children, um, and you said, "What denomination are you?" They're all they're all gonna say. Uh, what do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about because we don't we don't have that. It's changed over the years, and it's changed not because God changed it. It's changed because of man. Man has changed it and added things and taken away things. And 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 if you think about the different denominations, I'll just give you an example. I've been I've I've gone to Catholic Church. I've gone to Methodist Church. I've gone to Pentecostal Church. I've gone to Primitive Baptist. I've gone to I guess what you'd call regular Baptist. I've been to a, many different denominations of Christian Christian churches, and um, and and the Pro, Protestant type of church, and we can tell you there's a lot of different beliefs in just those. 
not counting the other, you know, 35,000 or whatever. Now, I don't mean to cut you off here, but I'm curious, are those different beliefs based on interpretations of the Bible? They are. Okay, yeah. so I guess my follow-up question to this, and I and I and we do this every single podcast. I'm going to reference an earlier podcast. And um, so you had talked uh, about a story about when you had first started Bible college. And you said that you had specifically read a passage and that at that time that it, it spoke to you in a certain way. And then later on down in your life, you read that same passage and it spoke to you in a different way. Is is it that the person who started that specific denomination could have a different interaction with that specific verse and they're basing their entire section of that denomination off the way they're interpreting that or is they is or is there a standard interpretation and they're just going one way with it and another church is going another way with it good question i I, i'm going to answer it in two ways one i don't believe that um i don't believe god god's word changes i believe that we change and so Obviously, when we, if I read something one year and then I read it 10 years later, um, because of the changes in my life and because of the changes that God's transformed in me, um, of course, I'm going to get a different view and, a, and maybe even a deeper interpretation. You know, he says when you're faithful in, in the word um, that he, he will, um, he's faithful just to, to open that word up to you, give you more of the meat of the word. And so um, I believe that's what happened with me. Now, to, to go back um, and, and answer that in another way, um, there's, there's, a, there's a missing piece of the puzzle in Christianity. And, and a lot of people don't understand this, but the, the missing piece of the puzzle is teaching and discipleship. So many times I've seen in, in, in my younger years, now we don't, we don't let this happen in, in our um, worshiping now, but in, in my younger years, I saw this quite often where someone would uh, be coming to church and uh, God would get a hold of their heart. And, and, you know, God can't get a hold of their heart lest the spirit draweth nigh, you know that. So God gets a hold of their heart and they come down and they get saved and they're all on fire for God, you know. And, uh, and so they, they go out and they decide they want to preach. But they haven't been discipled. They haven't even read through the, the Bible. You know, in Bible college, you have to read through the Bible three times, or, or we did. We had to read the Bible cover to cover three times. So, you know, they 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 think they're ready to go out, and 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 who who are we to judge them? Maybe God's sending them. I don't know. But we a lot of times we hear them and they go out and they start preaching and they're they're not preaching, they're not preaching the truth. They're preaching their understanding of what they think. God's word means. And, and so people hear that, people that, that are hungry and thirsty for the word, they hear that. And so now they're believing something that's not really, they, they really shouldn't believe. And so it's easy to see how all these denominations came about. It's easy to see that. But let, you know, I want to go back and, 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 and share again that there's really only two beliefs in this world and there's only one church. So when we know that, then we can go to God's word and say, okay, if there's only one church, why is everybody getting different interpretations of it? What, you know, and, and really, that's the piece of the missing puzzle. It's just because there's, no, there's very little discipleship. One of the worst things that a, a church can do is see someone get saved and then not, not follow up with them. I mean, that's where the work really begins. 
The work isn't getting people to come to church. We, we don't really do that. God does that. He draws his spirit and different things happen in people's lives that bring them to a church. You know, they've, they've, they've looked everywhere else to try to uh, satisfy their needs and their wants and their desires. They can't do it because God's the only thing that can truly satisfy us and give us peace. So they end up coming to God and they say, well, I've tried everything else. I might as well try God. Matter of fact, I met a man just this morning that told me that, you know, he, he was, um, he was mixed into drugs for about six years. He said, I've done enough in this world. I've done enough in six years. I've done a lifetime of bad in six years. And he said, now I want to experience the good. And that, that really summed up what I'm trying to say here. You know, people, they, they go out and they try to fill all these voids and fill all these desires. And they always end up back at God. They always end up back to God. And so they come to church and they, they, they hear a gospel message or they hear the, the Bible preached and they get saved. And then that's when the real work begins because that's when those of us that, that have been in it for a while need to take them under our wing and mentor them and, and disciple them and teach them and make, you know, make them who God wants them to be or, or, or help them become who God wants them to be so that they can in turn be the first fruits of many. Make sense? Yeah. And I believe that obviously <clears throat> at the root of Christianity, we all understand that um, our our focal point here is that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, yes, and that that encompasses everything. Like you said, right. there is only one faith, and that's that Jesus is Lord. There is only one church, the church that believes that. So as we have this handbook of life in front of us, and as this is our guide for us to go through this life, I think some might find it daunting if they're standing in front of a Baptist church, a Presbyterian church, and a Lutheran church to say, which one do I go in? And then some of the interpretations are more serious than others. As far as like I've heard some churches believe that it's mandatory that you get baptized or else uh, that that's almost like as important as accepting Jesus. So I think it's daunting to people who don't know which church to go into to say, okay, I'm going to pick this Lutheran church or I'm going to pick this Baptist church and go into it. And suddenly they don't know if they pick the right one. Now it all encompasses Christianity. At the at the end of the day, they believe in Jesus, and maybe one day they'll stand in front of him and say, "You didn't quite get that right." But how can they feel comfortable in the choice they're making, knowing that what they're learning is best for them? Really good question, and God's going to give us a really good answer for that. Because I want to go back to your illustration. That's a great illustration. So you have a you have a new Christian, and they're and and so they're looking at a Baptist church, and everybody's standing on the porch waving them in. Hey, come to our church. We, this is this is a good church. And then they look down the road and they see the Presbyterian church. Go, come to our church. And then they look a little further and they see the Methodist church. Hey, come to our church, right? And and all, everybody on the porch is sincere. They all believe that, that you should come to their church, right? But here's what we have to understand. It's not our church. It's God's church, first of all. And second of all, the, that new Christian shouldn't listen to men, shouldn't listen to the people. He, they, they, he should tr right off the bat have an ear to hear what the Spirit says unto him, which is the church, right? We are the church. It's not a Baptist building. It's not a Presbyterian building or a Methodist building. Those, those are just storehouses. We are the church, right? So, so everybody's calling him over there to their, their church, 
but they're, what they're really meaning is their storehouse. But that, that new Christian, one of the first things that they've got to learn is, you, is to have an ear to hear God. Let God talk to you. You know, seek him and you will find him. You know, once again, knock and it shall be open. Seek and you shall find. Call upon the name of the Lord. All those little verbs that, that run out of there. That's what that new Christian needs to learn right off the bat. That, you know, there's a lot of men out there preaching. But, you know, when you have a personal relationship with God and you believe that Jesus is the Son of God and he's the only way to salvation, then you now have a direct access to God. You don't need to go through anyone else. You don't have to go through anyone else to tell you what to do. God will tell you what to do if, big if here, you seek him and you seek his will for your life. So would you say church is more about fellowship with other people who believe that Jesus is the son of God? I'm, I'm, this is what we believe. We believe that whether you're a new Christian or an old Christian, whether you've been in the ministry a long time or you just started, we believe that if you'll have an ear to hear God, God will tell you where he wants you. Um, w one of the biggest problems in th that we, we see all the time is that people will go to a, a denomination, they'll go to a church, say they go to the Methodist church and the pastor does something they don't like. Well, they're gonna leave there, they're gonna go find another church. That happens all the time and we see that all the time and the problem there is they, they, they never sought where God wanted them to be to begin with. So you're never gonna be happy lest you go to the place that God wants you to be. So God will guide you if you just seek him, right? It's pretty simple, nothing complicated about it. So with denominations then, it's less important about what that exact denomination is and more important about speaking with God and having him lead you to the right place. Absolutely. We were, when, when we were in Bible college, the first year of Bible college, there was a guy in, in the Bible college that, we were, um, that I used to sit next to. And, um, and we all thought that we would all be in Baptist churches because it was a Baptist Bible college. Uh, or that's, the, that's the label that was on it. It was really just a Christian Bible college, but it had Baptist connotations on it. So anyway, I used to sit next to this guy and, and we went through the first year of Bible college. He was actually in his last year, but he, had, he was making up the things he missed in his first year. So um, when he graduated, we all thought he was gonna go straight to a Baptist church. Well, a few weeks later, we heard that he had gone um, to a Methodist church. And we were shocked. We were, it was like, what? Are you kidding me? We, I can't believe, but this is where God called him to go. You know, so, so yeah, we were shocked because we, we, it wasn't what we expected, but his ways are higher than our ways, right? So we all got together, all the guys in the class, and we knew he was preaching a revival. So we went to his revival. And we, so we sat in there and listened to him preach. And you know what? It was just like sitting in a Baptist church. It was, he, he didn't say anything different than he would have said in a Baptist church. It was God's word and it was rightly divided and it was given in love and it was anointed. So there was no difference there. So the Methodist people got the Baptist message, <laughs> if, so to speak. You know, and I, I mean, I'm just kidding with that. Don't, don't, and no, no one take offense to that. I'm just saying, I'm not saying any, any denominations more right than the other. I'm simply saying, if you have an ear to hear God, it doesn't matter what denomination he puts you in, 
as long as you know that you know that you know you're, you're where God wants you to be. Because that's where you're gonna see the miracles. That's where you're gonna see the changes. That's where you're gonna see people give their heart. So, and I kind of want to ask you a question following up with that. Um, and like you said earlier, I, I don't want to put one denomination over another. Um, but with this question, I just want to ask. <clears throat> so, you believe that whether or not it's any denomination in the Christian religion, if God is having you teach what he is, what he wants to get across, if he's having you teach the truth of the word, doesn't matter which denomination it is, it's correct. That's correct. It doesn't matter the denomination. I want to reference a portion of scripture for that because there's a perfect answer for, your, for, for that statement. And it's found in 1 Corinthians, I believe, chapter 1. Um, Paul is writing and he says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For if that been declared unto you, uh, unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say, that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am of Cephas, or I am of Christ. And then in the next verse, he says, he asks a big question and he, he shouts it out. He says, is Christ divided? So he, he references this because this was going on back then even that there were, there were different people, uh, that, you know, different people that were preaching and the people were started following the men, the preachers, rather than following God. And so Paul just comes right out and says, is Christ divided? And obviously the answer is no. We, it, it's, you know, you don't follow a man. You don't follow a preacher. You, you attend the place that God calls you to attend. And, and you say, well, God only calls preachers or God only calls. No, God calls every one of his children. We are all called of God. So let's get that cleared up right away. We are all called of God. So if, you know, a lot of people say, well, I, I, go, to, I go to the first Baptist church because it's closer to my house. Well, you just told on yourself, <laughs> you really did. So what you're telling everybody is that, you don't seek where God wants you to be, you seek the closest place, so you save God gas. And now that's, that's harsh, I know, but you know what? When you preach the truth, you, you don't have to apologize for it. So we're not gonna apologize for that. You should be where God wants you to be, and that's, that's the bottom line. There's one place God wants you to be, and, and if you're not there, you're never gonna see what you could see. Are we saying that you're going to have a terrible church life? No. It might be a wonderful church. It might be a great Bible-believing church that's closer to your home. But you're never going to experience what you could have if you, if you sought God's will and you said, God, where do you want me to be? Not where I want to be. I hear it all the time with young couples. They say, well, we don't, we don't go to that little country church because they don't have a big enough nursery or they don't have facilities for our children. Well, you know what? Maybe God wants you there so that you can be part of planning those facilities, right? And maybe that's supposed to be a mega church, but it's not because so many people decided not to go there because it was too far from their house. <clears throat> Excuse me, house. 
or it was too you know or it didn't have the facilities you wanted or they they they, they the praise team wasn't good enough for you maybe you were supposed to make the praise team better you know so it, it it's it's kind of a catch 22 but the bottom line is there's there's two beliefs in this world there's one church and that church the right church for you is the one that you seek god's uh answer for okay yeah and that verse is perfect i can't help but thinking that uh god knew and that verse was wrote that one day someone was going to ask that question not that that verse doesn't have a hundred different answers for a hundred different other people but that specific answer right there as you're reading it out i'm like well that's the answer right there that, that's straight out of god's word really and is you know because paul said let this mind uh, i believe it's paul he said let this mind be in you which is also in christ jesus so you know and and we can get into a lot more of that but that really says it all let this mind be in you which is also in christ jesus if 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 you become one you know I, i'll give you an example my wife and I, we've been married almost 30 years now. I think we, we, we're just about to hit 30 years. You better know that. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> she listens to all these too, so I, I better figure it out. Um, so, so when we first met, we didn't know each other at all, hardly. I mean, we, it, but in 30 years, you know, we can answer for each other now. We, you know, I can start a sentence and she'll answer it or she'll finish it. Or she can start a, a question, you know, something and I'll finish it we've grown to know each other and that's what our relationship with god is we should grow to know one another right so that so so that when we ask god god where do you want me to worship what denomination should i be in you know then god we have an ear to hear when we ask the right question we have an ear to hear his answer so it's all about having an ear to hear what the spirit says under the church we are the church right yeah so when you're reading the Bible and you're studying it on your own, is asking God for the knowledge to understand his word, is that enough to qualify you to understand it, to read it, and to, I wouldn't say uh, preach it, because I, I think that does take a level of understanding, training, um, or uh, I guess God telling you you're going to, you know, him appointing you to that. But if you're just going to read because you think that I want to make sure that this word is being interpreted the way that God would have me. And I think that's very important. I don't want to jump off that question real quick. We'll come back to that. But I think it's very important that people understand that they have to read the Bible for themselves. Because if you've gone your entire faith since you first believed in Jesus and you've gone to a specific denomination and suddenly you've been taught something your entire life and then one day when you're you know 40 years down the road you pick up the bible you might read something and be like well that's not how i interpret that that's not how i think god wants that so i think it's very important that you pick up the bible and read it for yourself going to church and accepting jesus is the first step but you reading his word and you diving into it and you getting your interpretations i think that's the very important second step i don't think you can even um i don't even think you're fully qualified to speak on something until you have read it yourself and you can determine how God wanted you to interpret that based off of asking him. Yeah. You know, uh, it's funny. Um, every church that we've ever been in, um, God has always had what I like to call the watchdog out there. There's always a, a veteran Christian 
that's always in the congregation, that always listens, I mean, intently to every message. And every once, and there's, and we have one in the church now. And every once in a while, this person will come up to me after the after the service, and they'll they'll say, "Can I talk to you alone?" And I'll, I'll know what it is. I, I already know what it is. I've I've messed up. I've made a mistake. I've said something wrong, and and I'm really bad with names. I can I can recite scripture for you all day long, but it, it I, I'm bad with names of who who said that scripture. Uh, it's maybe a little bit dyslexic in it. I don't even know, but but and I always second guess myself. I say, oh, did did Paul say that or was that John? Oh, I don't know. I, I, one of them said it, but it, it really doesn't matter who said it. It's it's been said and it's God inspired it. But anyway, she'll pull me aside and she'll say, you know what? Um, today you said that um, that was Paul that said that, but it was really Timothy. And I'll say, oh, you know what? Thank you, thank you for that, because that keeps me on my toes. It really does. But and and I love that that she does that. But um, uh, and I appreciate it. But I say it to say this, you know, no preacher is going to be perfect every time with their sermons. And 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 sometimes we're going to get it wrong, and sometimes we're going to say the wrong thing. And when you read the Bible for yourself, God is, allows you to have a red flag. You say, well, "Hey, wait a minute! I don't. I'm not quite sure that that's correct." You know. Now it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, you you it's good that you you know God's spirit wells up inside you and says, "Hey, there's a red flag there. That's not how we read that, or that's not how we interpreted that." Right. So it's good to read the Bible for yourself. You should read the Bible for yourself. The you know you shouldn't just rely on what you hear the preacher preach every Sunday, uh, because like I said every once in a while, a preacher's going to mess up. He's going to say the wrong thing or he's going to reference the wrong thing and you need to know what's right. Of course. And to <clears throat> to sum this all up, um, you know, don't, don't put too much effort into thinking about specific denominations. Absolutely. When you first, when you first experience uh, accepting Jesus into your life, there's a lot that um, is going to change. And not that you're going to recognize it right away, but you have to learn to lean on His Spirit speaking to you. And the very first important thing that you need to do is develop that trust. Develop trusting Him and understanding that you now have Him in your life and He is going to guide you to where you need to be. So instead of worrying about what denomination you're in or your friend just brought you to this church and that's what led you to Jesus, but now you're feeling like God's leading you here, you go where God's guiding you. And Amen. God is going to take you to enormous places if you follow his guidance and, right. you, uh, and you're accepted to his will. Absolutely. So, guys, that's all the time we have for this podcast. We want to thank you so much for listening. If uh, you're listening to this off of a link uh, or something like that, just Give us a follow. We're available on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to the podcast. We're probably available by now. I keep getting the notifications every day. It's We're like 15 plus podcast sites wow. now. So super excited about that. And also go to thecuriouschristian.com. Become a part of this community and help us grow. We're a group of curious Christians who are going to help change this world one question at a time.